Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. Today is going to be the second part of our four-part series. We did a mock draft rank of vets last week, and we're doing it again this week with running backs. These ranks are for 2023. So these are for your ranks next year. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And allow me to introduce, of course, our fantasy brains. We have our Papa of the Pod, our Mr. Magic Mike, Papa Bear Claw, at underscore Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. Mike. Say hello to your fans. Hello. You got it that time with the underscore. I did. Nailed it. I'm nailing it all over the place. You're getting good at this. God, I am I'm I don't want to get cocky. The next episode will be an absolute travesty. <laughs> and of course, our number one Iowa fan, my BFF and partner in crime in the fantasy world, Mr. Nick James at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter. Say hello, Nick. Hello, hello. And thank you to Fantasy Flog on Twitter for being our fourth wheel once again as we navigate these running backs. Yes, my favorite Australian, Mr. Piggy. It's our only Australian. <laughs> I know. It is our only Australian, and we love him. You look at the downloads. There's a strong presence in Australia. Oh, I, I love I it. I know he's got 36 computers downloading. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fantasy vlog. Those are individual downloads. I know he's... <laughs> No, his, those are all individuals in Australia. Come on, Mike. His kids are trying to get their allowance. Like, Did you download this week? Yeah. Well, you can have a little extra if you download the Rank Draft Trade podcast. We appreciate the support. And we appreciate all of you listening right now. And so let's do our best to give you the best running back advice for 2023. Let's do this. So ladies before gentlemen on our draft board, I picked the number one position. And you might be a little bit surprised who I ended up picking at the 101. We had a little bit of debate about this in the beginning because I didn't want to do anything too, too crazy, but I wasn't feeling Jonathan Taylor at the 101. I don't know. Perhaps it's his injuries this year. Listen, I'm very quick to write people off. And so Jonathan is in the doghouse for me. So, so I went with the rookie who's been crushing it RB2 this week. And that is Kenneth Walker. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Kenneth Walker. I feel like he's in a great position with Seattle. Once Rashad Penny went down with injury and he took over, he has gone out there and showed that he could absolutely be the 101 in 2023. So I feel good about my Kenneth Walker pick. You have to walk before you can do other running backs. <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Ba-bum Chang. Look at you being punny a few minutes into this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, consolation prize. But I don't think it's super crazy. He's almost two years younger than the next three running backs we're going to take off the board here. Uh, with the two pick, I picked Jonathan Taylor. This was probably Dynasty 1 coming in for just about everybody and their mother. And as Mike's pointed out previously, one of the lowest scoring RB1s in X amount of years. I forget the specific stat, but you know the Queen's 21 again. Mike might be old enough to remember back week one when Jonathan Taylor put up 27.5 points and rushed for over 160 yards and he's been dealing with 
injury all year this year. But this is for 23. I'm assuming he's healthy. A somewhat bold prediction. I guess only fools speak in certainties that since he is technically a free agent in 2024, maybe the Colts, who are in full rebuild after firing Reich and then hiring Jeff Saturday for Sundays... that maybe next year they trade Jonathan Taylor before rather than pay him because they're going to be in a full rebuild at that point. Jonathan Taylor could not even finish next season on the same team as the Colts, but as of right now, I'm rolling with the guy who's been RB1 before and is almost the same age as the next two running backs off the board, Jonathan Taylor. Who arguably was the absolute uncontested 101. I don't think I saw any running back in any league go above Jonathan Taylor this season. No, it now it's like questionable. My, yeah. how the times have changed so rapidly. Yeah, it really like wasn't close. He always went 101. He's, I mean, his rookie year, he was like running back six. And then his second year, RB1, going into his third year, it really wasn't even close. But I do like what Nick said with that. Yeah. I mean, he's been hurt all year. So I'm still very high on Jonathan Taylor. And if you're getting an RB2, I still think that's a great value. Yeah, whatever. I'm a show me the money type of girl. You get a Jonathan, show me the money, buddy. <laughs> You did once already. The 103, I went with Travis Etienne. He was my like that pick. N- number two back going into his rookie into the rookie draft, his uh, rookie year, and it was rough seeing him go miss the entire season. Had a lot of hope from coming into the season. The first couple of games, it kind of started off slow, and James Robinson actually just looked fantastic coming off the Achilles. But then the snap, uh, the snap share started to change a bit. He started to get about like half the snap count. Then he was putting up decent numbers. He was scoring, getting in a position to score. Last three weeks, really, you know, 17 points, 22 and a half points, and 24.6 points in three weeks, taking over the offense 80% of the 80% of the snaps or so, and he just looks fantastic. He's like the center point of that offense. At 23 years old, I'm pretty excited about him going forward. I like Travis Etienne a lot. He was one I was a little nervous about, and he has definitely come out and proved that there's no reason to be nervous. I don't know. I mean, I loved him at value after he got hurt, uh, being able to pick him up in the mid and late rounds, you know, going into this year, and now we don't get that same luxury. I, I think it's interesting that we look at these top four running backs and the only one that hasn't been actually hurt hurt has been Kenneth Walker. I mean, like, if you get your... Don't be jinxing my man. <laughs> a hernia. He didn't even... It wasn't even a sports hernia. He just had hernia, hernia surgery at the beginning of the season. ETN, whole season missed. Swift has uh, missed chunks here and there and then hasn't been the healthiest this season and is still being managed and playing anyways. And then Jonathan Taylor, who's been out and for a couple different things for the majority of the season. And you give me two more years with Kenneth Walker. I understand maybe he wasn't the RB1 in this class and he didn't deserve to be, but with the injuries to other guys, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's as hot as it might be taken. Where um, on average was Kenneth Walker taken in the rookie draft? If it was a draft with like me and Papa and most of the group, he was a top three pick every time with Kenny Pickett. Okay. In, in your normal 12 Superflex PPR scenario. Occasionally, London would go ahead, and then, you know, Burks and Garrett Wilson, uh, in some order, those three were the next three wide receivers, and some people would rather have those three than Kenneth Walker. So he fell to the mid, just mid late ish, in 
some drafts that I was in, but looks like probably the best value in the first round. Yeah, yeah there were a few drafts uh, that I that I was in that I was kept trying to trade up because he was dropping to like five, six, seven because the narrative was that he was not going to be involved in the passing game. And while he's not heavily involved in the passing game, he is catching a couple of passes, but he is just running. The Amon Ross St. Brown narrative where you finish the season hot and it's assumed that you're going to be that good all next season and it was applied to Penny as well, who went down. There's, I think the only real risk you have with like Kenneth Walker is that they bring in some one of these notable free agent running backs who we talk about where it's not just the Kenneth Walker show in the future. But I mean, like that's as negative a picture as I can paint for Kenneth Walker. All right, well, let's move on to the 104 slot. We had, of course, our Australian teammate in our ranking, uh, Pigskin Bulls. What is it? Fantasy Flog? Fantasy Flog on Twitter. And he went with another awesome running back who has unfortunately been bit by the injury bug. At the beginning of the season, it was like, wow, like, why didn't I rank him higher than I did? And I wish I had more of him. But unfortunately, he has definitely missed his fair share of games is Mr. DeAndre Swift. Missed, what, one, two, three games, was out on a box. So four games in there. I mean, a buy is not out for injury, but came back in a limited fashion these last two games. Hopefully he will get back to 100% health and be back to the stud muffin he was at the beginning of the season. We only saw a short period of time with DeAndre Swift fully healthy and he looks so good. So good. (laughs) He's almost exactly the same age as Taylor and ETN here. So really any order you want to take these three, I don't really have a problem with it. They're all really close for me as of right now. And he had Swift is the same draft class, same deal as Taylor, where if the Lions have turned around by next year, maybe he gets paid or maybe he gets moved or he's a free agent after next season and he'll be one of the more sought after ones if that's the case. So I can paint a good picture for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he's just pretty frustrating now. And I've been getting a little bit lower on him just because it's just, you know, missing a couple of games his first year a couple games his second year and then this trend is continuing so you're looking at getting at this point maybe like 10 good games out of Swift and a, and a bunch a couple of half games and a bunch of missed games and he's getting pretty frustrating to own and I do love the talent and the situation could be great next year especially bringing in a quarterback then having Jamison Amon Ra and, and No Hawk but he's, he's just getting frustrating to own. <laughs> I agree. Swiftly moving on. Yeah let's get out of here. We're swiftly going to move on to the next pick which is Back to Mawa. And I totally sniped Mike. I just know I did. Although Mike got me back because I couldn't decide between mine and Mike's. But I went ahead and took Saquon Barkley at the 105. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. (laughs) He's been as high as, well, week one, he was RB1. But definitely a guy I want on my team. We have reached our first free agent for next season, Saquon Barkley. Ooh, that's right. If they uh, think like Mike here, then he's going to get the payday for the Giants. Mike sure hopes he is. The, the Giants do have a ton <laughs> of cap going into next year, and they have plenty of money to re-sign Barkley and Daniel Jones. So things you don't see on the game log. I mean, you can look at the game log and, and on Sleeper, and you can see all the green, and it looks real pretty. But uh, if you actually watch all of the Giants games, he is the centerpiece of that offense. <laughs> 
The biggest difference between him now and the way he was in the past is, yes, he was explosive in the past, the big plays, the, the receiving, but he's really like pushing forward and fighting for the extra couple of yards. That's making a big difference on the team, and that'll be pretty exciting going forward as they, if they can get a couple of receivers and kind of keep the team moving forward. Yep, he could get like CMC level paid, and he's sneaky younger than a lot of these other guys. He hasn't even hit 26 yet. Whether you draw the line 26 and a half, 27 before you ex- uh, start to get worried and I understand there's injury concerns there which may uh, expedite that scheduled decline but if he's paid he's going to be used and that's what he's probably going to demand and then you've got at least another season of awesome out of Saquon Barkley assuming healthy so I like it he's by far the oldest player we've taken yet because all these other guys are young guys but of all the guys that are over that like 24 and a half he's my top one for sure you know I was looking at between him and and McCaffrey. And honestly, the age, I that was my deciding factor. I was like, you know what? He's a little younger. Sometimes you have to split hairs at the end. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go with a little bit younger guy. Hopefully it works out. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, these are dynasty rankings. These aren't redraft rankings. This isn't the order in which we expect the running backs to finish next year. Mm-hmm. These are just players who have the most value on our team. So the younger running backs are going to last longer. So they're going to be worth more. So back to Nick and he you will see as this show goes on has a trend of injured players <laughs> so he is building a team that he does not want this year but hopefully when everybody's healthy next year he's going to be very happy with the squad so tell him who you took at the 106 I don't know. That's just how it fell, but I've got like all IR squad. Let's go. Brees Hall is who I selected here, and he will be the youngest person we talk about today unless we get all the way down to like the 60s and Isaiah Spiller. Um, He's younger than Kenneth Walker. Yep, he's hurt, and uh, he might miss the beginning of next season. I like Mike's assumption with uh, these in-season injuries is you just assume he's not going to make it back until the second half of the season. Under-promise, over-deliver with Brees Hall there. What I think is, since he's not even 22 yet, by the end of next season, this guy could be the RB1 if he comes back and he goes back to what he was doing. Because just as he goes down, all of a sudden it's like the meme where the guy's looking at the butterfly trying to identify what this animal is and says, you know, is this the Dynasty RB1? That that was Brees Hall. And then he went down. It's like a bird got it. <laughs> <laughs> by the end of next season, taking Brees Hall here, I could have the RB1 as long as it's not a rookie. Bijan. Bijan. It's like that mustard. Mm-hmm. Dijon. Mm-hmm. If Bijan <laughs> goes off. <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. Um, Mike at the 107. Why don't you go ahead and tell him which player you took that I wanted? Yeah, I, I, I took Gina's pick here. I went with Christian McCaffrey. Biggest reason, I mean, obviously he's got the running back one overall upside. Yes, he's getting older, but he just landed in the like best possible running back landing spot we could ever think of, and that's San Fran. I mean, that whole team revolves around the run game. And they just put probably the most talented running back there. I mean, he played three positions in one game. How how can you not want that player? 
<laughs> he was he had like a Ladanian Tomlinson game over there, yeah, throwing throwing a touchdown, passing a touchdown, <laughs> catching a touchdown. I mean, is there like a name like the hat trick or something yeah. for this? There has to be when you played three positions in one game. Imagine if he had a return touchdown too. Like, I mean, can we just make him a tight end just to say he covered all his bases? <laughs> yeah, he's now Taysom Hill. I love it. I love it. I was getting a little concerned with him in Carolina, and I I didn't know what this move was going to look like. And then after he came in for that full game, I was like, oh my God, Christian, as if you could get any sexier, you just did. I mean, <laughs> and what does that tell you about horrible, like uh, teams that are just playing poorly, like the Colts and like Carolina? Like it doesn't matter how good of a running back you are. If you have nothing else going around you, it's just it, the whole team's not going to go well. McCaffrey didn't look great there. He looks the good team now. is atrocious. Yeah, they got some work to do in Carolina. Yep, they look like the ones that are going to get the the last squeeze of the juice there. I was looking at his contract and I found it kind of interesting that they had like a zero dead out in 23, but they traded Christian McCaffrey. I wonder if a rebuilding squad wasn't thinking, man, I really don't want to pay like 12 million a year for a running back who's going to be 27 and, you know, moving off of him was smart for them and then smart for the 49ers as well. It's not like they're actually going to use that out. A run-based team with a window to win now it makes a whole lot of sense uh, so as far as ranking for next year a little hesitant ranking someone who's going to be 27 this high but then you start looking at the guys that are remaining and a lot of them are going to be 27 there's about to be like a changing of the guard there, yeah, there might is. be some rookies in here but this is the beginning of the guys that are going to be past like that 26 and a half and that's because usually rbs have had their best season before then so all these other guys who are going to get to here who are 26 and a half or older the odds are that you we've already seen what the best looks like unless they're a unicorn like derrick henry i'm a unicorn <laughs> yes yes you are also a unicorn yeah it's definitely we have a senior class going on and it's it's going to be interesting as these guys definitely have seen their best years behind them but new guys freshmen coming in so um the next player off the board from fantasy flog Piggy. can you i just it. call him piggy flog is like a phrase they use i'm just gonna call him piggy we should ask him what fine. that means next player off the board from is Najee harris i don't know how I feel about Najee this year. <sighs> Not as good as I felt about Najee last year. How you guys, What do you guys feel about Najee? What do you think's going on in Pittsburgh? Incredible disappointment across the board. A horrible offensive line <laughs> and he's not really doing too much worse than he was last year. It's just the volume is down because the offense isn't on the field and is not scoring. If you ever want an honest opinion, just ask Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some positive note on Najee is he's getting a ton of work. That team's got to get better, and he was dealing with that that foot injury. Maybe that's still bothering him. But a big part of Najee's value last year was the amount of volume he got, the amount of touchdowns he scored, and that's just not happening this year. They're not scoring touchdowns. They're not moving the ball down the field. Deontay Johnson isn't looking like a wide receiver one. Just the entire team is underperforming at this point. And if the entire team's underperforming at this point, he's not going to be you know have an outlier number of touchdowns, and he's not going to get those goal line carries and. He's He's not getting those check downs. I mean, he's only had one touchdown on the season. Yeah. One. One lonely touchdown. Mm-hmm. His scores week to week without the touchdowns. If you added a touchdown into that, his number
numbers changed pretty dramatically. So, And he had over 18 carries in over half of his games last year. He hasn't had over 18 carries this season. So the volume, as Mike talks about, just isn't there right now. Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren could be a beneficiary. They could come out of the bye, and then he gets a little bit more work. So it's uh, something to keep an eye out for. Yeah, he hasn't been above uh, RB16 on the season. So mm-hmm. kind of disappointing. Gross. Yeah, really gross. Even like last year, he was RB3, and you think, oh, like third highest scorer. You know, he probably has a decent carry average. Now it's, he's under four yards a carry. He's not very efficient with the ball. He just gets a ton of carries, and a ton of targets. And you take that away, and points aren't going to be there. I mean, it's crazy to think about where Najee Harris would be taken in a, like a startup draft versus like, this last year versus where Josh Jacobs was going. And a player like Josh Jacobs this season is putting up far more fantasy points per game than Najee Harris. And he's the same age. Almost exactly. <laughs> the entire running back position, like the dra- the rankings are going to change a lot more rapidly than other positions because the shelf life is just not there. It's not like you get like a quarterback where, you know, you can expect them to play for 10 years and they have a bad, you know, they have a, you know, a bad stretch of eight or nine games. You're not going to drop, you know, Joe Burrow tremendously, but when we're talking a decent percentage of their entire career is in eight games, that's going to move them. All right. Back to me, the queen, numero uno, the 109, a guy that arguably I would have picked with the 101, but they told me I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) There were two guys in this draft I wanted one and two, and they were like, absolutely hard stop. (laughs) But I went with Joe Mixon. Was Joe was a little slow to go in the beginning of the season. Uh, just came off of a game, RB1, probably by fairly a long <laughs> shot. Uh, we put up 57 points, had four touchdowns. I mean, against Carolina, right? Was that against Carolina? Who did they play? Carolina. Yeah, okay. He had four rushing, right? Four rushing touchdowns. And a receiving yeah, and I was a just receiving. Saying, I he had five total. Yeah, 55. He had five total touchdowns. Yeah. First time since Kamara on Christmas. Yeah. I mean, he had 153 rushing. Is that rushing yards? Yeah. Gosh. He had to be tired. <laughs> Well, he gets a bye so he could rest. Yeah. And then you get a bye, so it's all good. So we'll give you oxygen in between plays. It's all good. And you know what? He went out there and killed it. The wild thing is they didn't, like, overuse him or anything. He did it on, like, 26 touches. Yeah, I mean, just insane. But anyway, Joe Mixon at 26 years of age. I know you guys obsess over the age thing. There's a guy who is in his senior year and just crushed it. So um, I like Joe Mixon. I do. He's had some injury plague him in the past and I was a little skeptical. I didn't know what he was going to look like but I'm a Joe Mixon fan. I like him. You know what? You can easily get on my crap list though so don't screw up Joe. (laughs) If he he only puts up 49 next week he's screwed. He might be in the doghouse. Like now you've set the bar. Well he's not going to put up any next week. Unredeemable. Yeah. Then you're un... No everybody's redeemable but you know you gotta really (laughs) everybody's redeemable. Except for Cam Newton. Cam Newton will never be redeemed. I like Joe Mixon here. That's a. I think it's about where he deserves to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, here with the next pick, I picked Javante Williams continuing the IR trend. I'm going to have all these roster spots like a boss because they'll all be riding the IR to begin the season probably. Nick actually has a medical tent set up yeah. for all of his bench players. <laughs> 
It's my team logo. <laughs> you look like you're doing one of my one of my uh, startups from mid season last year. Ooh, that team is hurting right now. <laughs> so it's like uh, Javante Williams. He's probably like ETN age. Nope, he's a half a year older than Walker. So he's another guy where nobody's thinking about it now. But then at the, we look up at the end of the next season, and he could be the dynasty RB one, or at least in one of the top one discussions, like a first round pick for the following season if he comes back from injury with him and Brees Hall it's that little little yellow exclamation point that's like a warning sign because I mean, they come out and they re-dobbins their knee you know mm. it, it's going to change that a lot but assuming that doesn't happen that potential is there yeah Javante is tough because they didn't use him much his freshman year until what towards the end of the season they started using him him more so then it was like you didn't get to see a whole lot of him and then this season everybody was like all right this is going to be his year and then he gets injured so it's just tough he was on the same same path as what like Brees Hall was, except Brees Hall was even a better trajectory as far as how it was starting to work out for him. But he split it almost like 50-50 dead even last year yeah. with like Melvin Gordon. But this year, you know, they're not nearly as attached to Melvin Gordon. It could have been the breakout, but yeah. it's going to be delayed. But if we're ranking RBs for next year, Javante Williams has to be up there, assuming health. Okay, Javante Williams at the 110. So another player that Mike stole out right from underneath me because he was just sniping all of my guys. Go ahead, Mike. Tell me you picked. I went with Nick Chubb, and it's actually kind of, well, this is where I picked him, but it's kind of good that we have him right after Javante here because this is a player that only sees about half the snaps on his team, and he was an RB1 every week this season except for two. He's been amazing. This is a guy that if you're worried about Kenneth Walker getting a pass catching back at it onto the offense, this is a guy you can look at who is only on the field half the time and is not really involved in the passing game and is still an RB1. He's the RB5 on the season this year. Yes, he's 26 years old, but he does not look like he's slowing down and now we're going to be adding Deshaun Watson onto the offense soon so I think things are looking up there in Cleveland for him at least for a year or two. Nick Chubb is like a fine glass of wine. He gets better with age. (laughs) I could have said something else but I went with the wine. We're trying to keep this PG-13, peeps. He's only had two games that he hasn't had a touchdown or multiple touchdowns. So he's definitely, he's a he's a good guy to have on your roster for sure. I like him. Definitely great for this year. And he's going to be there next year. He's not one of these that has really has like contract concerns whether he's going to be there or not. He's going to be there next year. And Hunt won't unless they re-sign him. So if you're looking forward to next year, when you start getting into all these guys that are going to be 27 or older, his situation might be better than all of them. And then now with Watson. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So do you think they'll, they've always been a heavy running team. So that shouldn't, it shouldn't affect them. Like he'll be about the same. They'll keep running the same amount. You would think so. And they're going to be using that last year, at least of Chubb. Use them up. I love the pick. Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb were definitely my 101, 102, but you know, hard stop. (laughs) If you're going for this year, it's not too crazy. (laughs) Okay. All right. My 2022, if I was to draft right now, I'm going Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. No, I take that back. Christian McCaffrey might Mm. still be my number one. Probably Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. Kenneth Walker. Saquon's is shaking his head. Saquon. All right. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Just put them all in a hat. Listen. Put them all in a hat. 
just pick out of the hat. It doesn't matter. I'll take any one of those. Number one, number two. And you can't lose yep. with any of them. Lots of pretty picks at the top. So many. So many. You can lose. I had I lost a game starting Mixon. That's hard to do. Yeah, it's really hard to do. When the rest of your team just underperforms and you have 55 from Mixon and then the rest of your team scores 22, it happens. You know, and it's funny because the beginning of this season, it was definitely all wide receivers. Like, I remember thinking, why did I invest in running backs when it's the wide receivers going out there killing it? And now I feel like the running backs are like, they were getting warmed up in the beginning and now the teams are like, hey, the running backs are over here. Hold my beer. Watch this. Oh, yes. So back to Piggy and he went with <laughs> Mike's favorite, Austin Eckler. Let's see. Eckler is one of our, also one of our senior favorites. <laughs> Austin Eckler was going really high in startup drafts this season. He is 27, so one of the older... Is he the oldest pick on this draft board? Uh, the oldest pick so far. We will definitely get to a few that are older than him. He's really close to the same age as a lot of these other guys. Uh, he's less than a year older than Chubb. Okay. So Austin Eckler, uh, last two games, he had a bye week eight. But last two games, RB3, RB7, putting up some very large numbers. Actually, his last one, two, three, four, five games have been really rock solid. RB2, RB1, RB11, three, and seven. They say you don't bet on touchdowns because they're the hardest thing to predict. And that was the argument against Eckler. But like you said, over these last five weeks or X amount of weeks, it's been a lot of touchdowns. So the upside of Eckler is much greater than the upside of Goff. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give like a fun fact comparison here. I'm looking at rushing yards. We just talked about Joe Mixon just had, what did I say? 153 rushing yards in the last game. Mm -hmm. So Austin Eckler in week five had 173 rushing yards, but he only had one touchdown. So he put up like 35 fantasy points versus adding in those touchdowns. Mixon had four. He was like 57, depending on your scoring could have been, you know, a little bit higher or lower, but it just goes to show you how much difference the touchdowns can definitely make. I was going to say, that week he, he had a 71-yard run. Ooh. And he also had a receiving touchdown, and that is, like, the thing that just props him up to be what is the number one running back right now is the PPR, the catching as well. So, much like Saquon Barkley is the feature of that offense, you look at the Chargers, everything else is hurt. So the stars have aligned again, and it's still Eckler season. Mike, where would you have taken Eckler here in this draft? Yeah, where does he where does he land for you? Probably would take him like four spots, five spots, maybe six spots later. Wow, Nick, yeah. what about you? Uh, let's see. This is currently pick twelve. I have him tied between twelve and sixteen. So this is. Perfectly fine. I mean, this is definitely fine. I mean, I'm willing to absolutely take the loss on everything I said in the offseason about Eckler and the ridiculous amount of touchdowns he had last year. He's doing it again. Fortunately for him, like Nick said, half the team is out. No Allen, no Mike Williams now. So he's going to see a bulk of the workload. They're still trying to work in different 
running backs to take over some of the rushing work because he's, he's not terribly efficient on the ground but we'll see right now he's the centerpiece of one of the best offenses in the game so yeah and uh, when you say older he's 27 and a half currently he'll be 28 next year this is getting up there for running backs though the receiving ones might transcend your normal curves there were injuries last year there haven't been this year if i'm betting especially this far out i like to bet the younger guys because it's just an insulated selection as in oh i screwed up it didn't hit this year ah there's next year with eckler it's like man are we talking 29 year old eckler yeah that's what brings him down here even though he's the number one running back right now completely agree with you there it's not that i'm saying that these running backs are dead eckler's dead eckler's got one year left camara's got one year left you know henry's got half a season left that's not what i'm trying to say but i'm trying to bet on the most likely outcome of the player lasting longer and being able to put up high-end points for longer and that's always going to be the younger player but these players are still very useful for win now teams or even if your windows you know maybe next year probably still in it for them especially with like rankings and dynasty there's so much perception matters a lot like you know i was showing our draft to a friend and it was like wow these older guys are down here a lot farther and it just depends on really what your perception is if you're only care about this year and then you'll figure it out next year no matter what happens you're probably going to have guys like Eckler and whatnot higher it's that now and in the future that's like if I had to sum up my strategy in a phrase that is how I play dynasty football is now and in the future yeah not just now not just future if you're a trade heavy team and you love trading and you do it a lot then absolutely pick the guys who you know are going to go out and give you instant gratification because you know you're going to trade them away or make trades through the year to build for future years um you can almost build your team like a redraft team if you're going to trade but this is like definitely spreading it out even opposite is true i'm sorry mike uh, just real quick just based on what you said there is that when you collect the younger guys that's collecting pieces that everyone's interested in when you have the older guys only other win nows are interested in that and those are the hardest trades to make in the season between win nows usually it's win now with rebuild in dynasty mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why like collecting these young guys it's like ah, oh, if i get oh i'm actually in it and i've got a bunch of younger guys i can pivot off them to older guys if i'm trying to win now where it's much harder to go the other way true yeah good point Mike, what were you going to add in? I was just going to add in that, like, there's nothing wrong in a startup if, you know, if you're starting doing a startup for 2023 and Austin Eckler is, like, the 12th running back available and you take him late and you just kind of, you know, ride into the sun with him, you can probably get a couple of RB1 seasons out of him. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're paying early, you know, first round draft capital for him. Like, if you're throwing that in along with building your team balance otherwise, that's not a bad move. All right. Back to me, I went with. With a guy who has really been a pleasant surprise. He's kind of been a wild card. And okay, we're talking Josh Jacobs. I've been a Josh Jacobs truther. I've been holding on, hoping that he's going to put up some numbers and plays. And thankfully, this season, he's uh, he's been doing just that. So it'll be interesting what happens with his contract at the end of the year, who, if he ends up re-signing or going elsewhere, they did not give him that last year option so he Mm -hmm. is 
free agent. So I went with Josh Jacobs. Good job. I like it. Depending on his landing spot, he could go up to or down from here. Cool, yeah. All right, cool. Let's cruise on to the next pick, Nick. Yep, and I'm not just kidding, but I picked J.K. Dobbins, and it's my third IR player in a row. Yeah, hopefully he comes back at the end of the season, and he escapes uninjured to finish the season. And if he does, then he might even be a little higher than this to start next season if he can end the season healthy. But there's definitely worry that this is chronic knee injury, and if it continues injuries, is going to be a player that I basically avoid. Assuming that he does recover, and it's, you know, you still have J.K. Dobbins. He's in this same class as these other guys where he's a unrestricted free agent in 2024 so he could go somewhere sweet if he can get healthy he's a little bit older just barely than like the etn swift jt tier basically the same basically the same so yep his injuries have been the worst and the most annoying on a team that doesn't throw to running backs but at this point as far as we're in i would be willing to take jk dobbins over the 27 year old guys that follow. You sniped me. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I would have definitely taken Dobbins there. Well, it appears you're next, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> that was I good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I went with Damian Pierce here. I probably criminally undervalued him in the offseason, but right now I think he's probably overvalued. This is about where I'd be comfortable with taking him. He's RB14 on the season on a dreadful team. Probably a team more in a rebuild. Unlikely that he even gets replaced by somebody next year, but I, I don't think he just has the talent to be like a long-term answer there. He doesn't cost them a whole lot. They didn't invest a whole lot in him, but he's putting up numbers and as far as the guys following him, this is probably my best bet. Damien Pierce, definitely a younger guy, but he's someone who I have kind of looked at like Michael Carter, where like Michael Carter was super good last year and they went ahead and drafted Brees Hall. Now Brees Hall went down and you know, it's Michael Carter season. I get it. Damien Pierce on a probably even worse team. Like you said, it's dreadful around him, but he's like, you know, he's, he's the lone bright spot. He's a great win now piece. This is for 23 and beyond. But I found it funny that Damian Pierce and Michael Carter have the exact same draft pick, <laughs> or at least round a number. Pick 4.02, and you're worried about the same thing happening. So there's a, a little bit of hesitation with Damian Pierce. I mean, like, if they don't get anybody and he's still the lone bright spot next year, this is a perfectly fine spot. He gets one of those little yellow exclamation points. It's like a warning sign because the NFL draft is going to be what could ding him the most. Oh, it definitely could. They just have so many holes. Mm-hmm. At this spot, I'd be willing to bet on him being a guy next year. You bet on him being a guy? Yeah. I think he'll still be a guy. Yeah, like, like, like an okay guy. Here's a guy. <laughs> He's okay. I'm going to take that bet because I think he's yeah. still going to be a guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to Piggy's pick. <laughs> Way to take a normal segment and get us canceled. <laughs> Listen, I have, to, I have to bust Papa's balls when I can because he's the king at busting balls. So yep. I don't get many opportunities. Mike doesn't slip up very often. So when he does, mm. I got to capitalize. That's where I live. Just keep your hand off his chub. Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's canceled. Oh, definitely canceled. No, no, Mike, you had your hand on my job this time. <laughs> okay, moving on. This just got awkward. We apologize. Listen, mom's going to reel this back in. 
Piggy went with Alvin Kamara. I like to refer to him as Carmara because he's always been that running back who seems to put up these amazingly huge games just when I need it. Beginning of the season was injured, missed a couple games, but last five games, well, with the exception of last week. Last week wasn't like a killer game, but what do you guys think about Kamara? His future is a little bit unclear, correct? There's some legal things looming. It's a little murky. Okay, so this is a little bit of a gamble pick because we're talking 2023 and we have no idea what's going to happen with him. I don't know why you like to call him Alvin Carmara. Karma. I don't understand what you mean. Like karma. Carmara? Because he was he was a karma person. Like he he crushed it and I won a league because of him. So now he's my Carmara. Yeah, but he crushed it and he might not be playing for a bit next year. Well, touche. Yeah, his value could be a car wreck. <laughs> so car Karma may play a part for sure and not for the good. Yeah. Correct. Instant Karma's going to get him. Yeah, if leaked videos on TMZ of him punching somebody has bad karma, he could be on the, the negative side of the karma hand of justice. Correct. Especially when that guy's got a broken eye socket. Ouchie. Yeah. We'll wait and see how it yeah. plays out, but it does sound like it's going to take till next year, and this is a draft for next year. He might miss some games next year. He has been doing really well for the last five games where he's at least RB13 or better. Consistent. Like, definitely consistent. Do you guys worry with his age and his injury? I mean, last year he was definitely had injury issues. This year he's back to having injury issues. He is 27. Do we think that's going to be something that is definitely going to plague him from now on? There are no definites. There are no definites other than that they're not going to cut Alvin Kamara next year, unless like some, this conviction thing is so bad, which I'm assuming that he misses a couple of games next year due to whatever's going on right now, but he's paid the out would be as early as 24 for Alvin Kamara, so yep, he's going to be 28 next year, but he's a receiving back as well. Ever since Andy Dalton took over, it's been nice for Alvin Kamara, so um, as long as they don't get any other chipmunks, it could be just Alvin. Ah! Stop it. <laughs> and even if he does get suspended, it'll probably only be a few games. It's not as bad as like betting on the worst team in football to win a couple of games or anything. And then getting traded to them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. What? <laughs> I thought the Jags were the worst team in football, but it was Atlanta you were talking about. No. Well, the Falcons were really bad last year, too. <laughs> also bad. Yeah. One I mean, the arguably there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually broke a cardinal sin of my fantasy football roster on this pick. I hate drafting any running backs on the Patriots. I've been burned enough times and that's once. Um, <laughs> one one full year is all I needed to realize that the backfield for the Patriots is anyone's guess. But Ramondre Stevenson has been very consistent. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are the two running backs that are the go-tos and when Damian is healthy, he tends to do okay, but I don't feel like Ramondre really ends up coming out of it with nothing. Like, he consistently puts up numbers. I like him. He's 24, but he only has one year of experience, so he's a little bit on the older side for having only been in the league one year. Yep, he was drafted a little older, but he's going to be under contract for the next couple years, which is more than you can say for Damian Harris, who will be a free agent 
next year. I like Ramondre Stevenson. I like his position, and I like how much the Patriots are using him. So I went with him here. Just call him the Rhino. The Rhino. Because Miles Sanders was was out there, and I was actually going between the two of them. And I didn't even really inquire with you guys about this pick because sometimes I like to get their thoughts because they're really smart for all of you listening. <laughs> Take their advice. Were you surprised at this pick when I took Ramondre, or were you like, okay? Or were you like, what is she doing? I actually really <laughs> like the pick. I think he's a great value here. He's under contract, unlike Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. His situation probably can't get worse, except for Damian Harris getting healthy. But he's seeing a decent amount of the workload. And I think even if Damian Harris is healthy, he's still going to be the lead guy there. I mean, you really can't deny the production he's put up this season. Would you have taken him there? This is where Mike goes, no. <laughs> uh, maybe. Probably not, though. But really close. <laughs> I would have taken him if it was between this pick and the next pick. I would have taken him. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nick, what about you? Because Miles Sanders was like higher, I think, in your rankings. But I don't know. Ramondre was looking at me. He was like, pick me. There's more variance in what it'll end up being for Miles Sanders being a free agent. It just totally depends. With Stevenson, at least you have, you know, he's going to be a Patriot. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a Patriot running back next year. Let that sink in a little bit. This is still a Patriot running back. They did spend two picks on running backs this year. What if it's, you know, redshirt year and then, the you know, next year Pierre Strong is splitting with Stevenson. As If you look at it right now, it looks like, holy cow, Stevenson's doing really well. When it's just him, it's going to be Damian Harris gone. Awesome for Stevenson next year. It's just, this is another guy that doesn't have a ton of draft capital wrapped up in him. Even that, it's a Patriot backfield. So there's some, there's some scary things with that. I don't have a problem with picking him right here. He's in this range of a bunch of guys that are tied uh, with me i just have already been through so many miles with sanders that you know it's like i can't quit now <laughs> if i had to pick here i'd pick miles he's running the marathon <laughs> miles sanders rack up another mile what, what if the patriots sign miles sanders oh then i'm screwed yep then that's gross for both <laughs> <laughs> like, can we just not talk about that <laughs> I mean, it'd be good for the Patriots. Maybe. The only winners there are the Patriots. Nick and I are both losers. <laughs> yep. We're in the point where, like, even guys we won't get to today because we're running out of time here, there's uh, guys that could make it up here just depending on what happens because there's a bunch of these good guys that are free agents and there's good running backs in the next class. So it's going to shake it up. But it's right now, if you're listening, you're like, okay, who, who are some of these running backs who could be good next year? This is why we're going through this. After you pick Ramadre Stevenson here, uh, um, I picked Miles Sanders. Yeah, he's got he's got many miles left to go too. Apparently, I didn't snipe Mike at uh, 19 here by picking Miles Sanders at 18. No, you usually do. I mean, you did pretty much every other pick. So um, I actually got to pick my guy here, and I'm going to go with the best running back on his team on his own team, Antonio Gibson. Just don't ask Rivera. And yeah, I am very high on Gibson. I think he's incredibly talented. I, the situation is awful. I think the team is awful and I am really banking on Rivera not being there. I feel bad for Gibson. Brian Robinson just really isn't that great. He doesn't even look that good on the field. I'm not quite sure what's going on over there. I mean, he got shot. Give the guy a break. (laughs) I mean, that's about as much of a break as he got. He had a couple games off. (laughs) 
Yeah, I like Gibson. I like I'm I'm pleasantly surprised at how Gibson like he was another one kind of like Josh Jacobs where it was like, what's going to happen here? And nobody wanted to believe that Gibson was going to come out and even be a viable running back. And they tried to take it away from him. And then guess what? It bit him in the butt. Speaking of karma and who was right back out there getting the job done. And that was Gibson. And it's like, stop looking for perfection when you have it. Like, stop searching for the perfect running back when you've already got your guy. They have, like, McKissick, but, like, even when he's not the, like, Gibson has two games with seven receptions. Like, he, he can work in the passing game. He can run the ball. He can do a lot of things, and, and they just choose to use other people. It's it's weird. It's, it's weird. really weird. He can return kicks, which is what Rivera focuses yeah, like, on. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be a great kick yeah. returner. I'm, I'm sure McCaffrey can return kicks, too. Um, he can play all of the positions. Duh. He's yeah, actually going to be a kicker, kicker next well. week. <laughs> I, I like it that you picked him there, and I hope it plays out like that, that somehow or another, you know, Rivera's fired. They realize Gibson is a better big play threat, a better receiver, a better running back to be giving the majority of the touches, and that th- the boat corrects for Gibson. It's a little scary water right now, but he has had good games even in this trying-to-hate-on-him role. This was back-to-back picks of some of my most rostered RBs, unfortunately. Yeah. So, to segue into our next pick, speaking of of weird scenarios. Our next pick actually said, hold on, Antonio Gibson, and hold my beer. Because if you want an absolutely crazy, screwed up situation, it's Cam Akers. I don't even know what's going on there. I have too many Cam Akers right now. What's happening if the guy is ever going to play again? I mean, he's like on the most hated list, and then he's active, and he's going to play, and then he's never going to play for his team again, and then he's back active. I can't even keep up at this point. So Cam Akers... And then Kyron Williams is returning right around the corner. But this draft is for next year. This was picked by Pigskin Bulls here. I appreciate it, man. I like the optimism. <laughs> the go-getter attitude. <laughs> I, I really hope it plays out like this, yeah, but yeah. I am way more worried than this as far as uh, selecting RBs for next year with Cam Akers. I definitely hope it works out like this, but I'm not even sure if this is the most likely outcome for this spot. Yeah, I thought I was the highest in the group on Cam Akers still, even after everything that's happened, I still think he's going to get a shot. I hope you're right. <laughs> but this is not where I'm taking him right now. I just got him in the 16th round of a startup draft. Like, that. that's where, like, hey, that's where my dart throw time. Well, Deonta Foreman, Achilles, and look what happened this year. He's had some huge games. Cam Akers, extremely low yards per carry in his first game back after, you know, missing football and all this other stuff, and nobody would take him in a trade, so it's like, oh. at this point, it's just like, just chill here on the bench until you get it figured out, K-Makers. But young enough to still get it figured out. But then uh, James Robinson, same injury, actually looked pretty good at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, he's dealing with something like a knee something now. But even with, he still played and got a touchdown this week. So Yeah, yeah he's got two of those. Two knees? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> you can't be out with a knee. <laughs> can't be out. He's got two. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if one goes down, you got another one to spare, right? Get out there. You got another name. All right. uh, Moving right along. I took Tony 
Pollard in my next pick. This is another one that I was like, I wonder what they're thinking. Like, are they like, what is she doing? Zeke is getting up there in age. He's still efficient. He's still getting the job done. But Tony Pollard is right behind him. Maybe because Tony Pollard has gone out there and been a really good second running back on the Cowboys. As Zeke gets a little bit older, maybe they lean a little more on Tony Pollard. So I have actually found use for Pollard in my lineup. You know, he used to be the bench guy that you were like week to week going, oh crap, I should have put Pollard in, but you never would have because why would you? Yeah, Pollard's a free agent next year. Oh, yeah. the plot thickens. That's right. They technically could cut Zeke next year with 12 mil dead rather than pay him 14 mil or more a year for several years. It seems like that would be a lot to sacrifice, but uh, maybe they ride it out another year and then cut him for only six or two dead. The Zeke time, they're running it till the wheels fall off, and the wheels haven't fallen off even though he's been hurt. I don't know if Pollard's going to be back, but he has flexed in his opportunities. Yeah, he has. He's shown why he could be uh, running back one for any mm. team that needs one. So that's what I was thinking when you made this pick is, man, I mean, like it just depends on his spot, but that could it could end up sweet like that. He could be worth that. Just depends where he goes and who he lands behind, if anyone. Yeah, I really doubt they cut Zeke. It would make no sense to cut him for 12 mil dead cap and then sign somebody else to pay the rest of it. Just keep Zeke at that point. Yep. And if they don't cut him, then the next year it's only 6 mil dead to cut him. So it's like, you know, it doesn't seem like even though there is an out upcoming, I don't think they're going to exercise it, but it could be coming here in the next couple of years. I mean, it's also worth noting Tony Pollard is not like a spring chicken. It's not like no, he's twenty five. Yeah, you know he's not. He's not. He's not too far out from that. I mean, he could still get a small deal somewhere. I just I like the optimism. Zeke stays pretty healthy, doesn't he? Fairly says the guy who missed last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said fairly. I couldn't say yes there because so be like, oh, what about last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for them, I mean, last week, the week before, because he was on, they were on a bye. Was the first week he missed this season. Yep, Polly wants a contract. Yeah. Polly wants a cracker. Polly wants a Polly wants a contract. You put it all together. <laughs> you got it. You, just, you can hear it real time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, that's I was like, wait, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, you jokester. Who did you go with? Who's your next pick? Mm, Dalvin Cook, which he's someone who actually could end up being cut and a free agent next year. Or he could return as Madison leaves in free agency. But Dalvin Cook, second best record in football right now behind the Eagles. So the team is good. They still have a lot of the core pieces coming back next year. If it's Dalvin Cook with them, that's great. He's 27. We're into a lot of these older guys. So the time is running out. You could be drafting Melvin Gordon right before he falls off in like 10 rounds of dynasty value uh, with Dalvin Cook, which is part of what drives him down here. You might think he's higher based on what we've always loved with Dalvin Cook, but it's like tick, 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 tick. At least for now, Dalvin Cook, if he returns, cool. If he's cut and he goes somewhere else, cool. But he's someone who's going to be a story to watch in the offseason. All right, sweet. Mike, who's your 
last pick of this draft. I went with a guy that you guys never see me take anywhere. I went with Derrick Henry, <laughs> running back three on the season. He's going to be 29 next year. At this point, this is where I'm comfortable investing this kind of capital and a guy that's 29 years old playing running back. There's really not too much to say about Henry. He is great when he's on the field. He's great when he's healthy. Still putting up games with over 200 rushing yards. Let's see how long that lasts. I, I like Derrick Henry as a player, and he's a, he's a cool guy. I like Derrick Henry. Even if it comes down to even if it comes down to just my personal feelings, I'm like I like Derrick Henry. I'm okay with him being on my roster. Which you have to to uh, take him here, which is rightfully so. He's he's been a stud again this year, mm -hmm. destroying the Texans annually. But he'll be almost 30 next year. But he'll definitely be under contract, so he'll still be there. It's not like he's gonna be a free agent, not find a home, have to retire, anything wild or crazy. So it's like you're taking at least one more year of probably an RB1 while he's healthy and this is a, an appropriate place to take that. Though it's probably lower than what other people might put yeah, him at. It's probably because the Giants shut him down week one. <laughs> Alright, well our last pick off the board is by Piggy and he went with David Montgomery. Free agent at the end of this season. So that will be interesting. Do you guys first see Chicago sticking with Montgomery or you see him going elsewhere? I do. They might try to bring him back, but they uh, have Cleo Herbert who has looked better with each of his touches than David Montgomery, though David Montgomery's getting been getting more of the tough touches. Cleo Herbert is an example of someone who could find their way up into this top 24 by the beginning of next season if they don't bring back somebody and they roll with Tristan Ebner as the RB2 next year. They might bring in somebody very, very easily could bring in one of these free agent running backs and one of them could be David Montgomery but uh, the pick was David Montgomery and he could go wherever just like the Miles Sanders and the Tony Pollard were it could be sweet depending on where he goes I like what you said but the tougher uh touches because I, I think David Montgomery is just a better player than Khalil Herbert actual NFL wise fantasy wise it's been Khalil Herbert this season but I, I think there's a very good chance that he resigns with Chicago where everyone's expecting him to leave people are going to start buying up Herbert in the offseason before anything happens and then you're kind of stuck in an AJ Dillon Aaron Jones situation again with less draft capital yeah all right well this rounds out our top 24 running back ranks for 2023 so these these are our players if we were to be drafting in 2023 how we're ranking them now now how they're ranked now right meow right meow right meow meow <laughs> Right meow. Has my, has my cat been yelling? Has she been yelling at us? I can't right hear anything. Right meow. Mike mentioned that his cat was in heat, so we wanted to give a shout yeah. out to his cat. So right meow, we're yeah. talking about she her. She does not meow, actually. She just yells hello over and over and over again. Hello. Hello. All night. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then the Roomba starts going, and it's just a shouting match. Uh, I put Rosie away. <laughs> in Papa's house. They'd be in silk pajamas, matching pajamas, the cat is yelling hello, and the Roomba's yelling I'm stuck. 
<laughs> well, pretty much a night. Welcome to the Ranked Draft Trade Podcast. <laughs> I, I got home today from work, and I, I said, hey, computer, to my Alexa, and I, I said, send Rosie home, and she went back to her doc. Oh, good Rosie. Yeah. Mike lives the bougie life. He just comes home and talks to his computers, and, and shit starts happening. <laughs> you just gotta set it up. You don't you change all your lights to smart bulbs. It's crazy. My kitchen right now is red. I don't know why, but my wife made it red. I don't know how to change it. No, my word. Alert. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, this wraps up another successful episode of the Ranked Draft Trade Podcast, if I do say so myself. I do love the ranking of the individual positions. I think it's fun, and I think it's neat to discuss how you guys and rank them and why you rank them the way you do. So I definitely think it is valuable information. This is how I am successful in my own fantasy leagues is I listen to these guys because they're super smart. So you guys are super smart for listening to them. So I just want to give a shout out to all of our fans who are smart enough to tune in week after week. (laughs) Way to go. Give yourself a pat on the back. We do thank you, of course, for tuning in week after week. Make sure that you are subscribed to our channel. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Make sure you're checking out the website for any information you might need. And next week, we will do top 24 wide receivers. Positional ranking for just top 24 wide receivers. So definitely don't miss that episode. And as always, we hope we made your fantasy dreams come true. So we are out for the night. And thank you. Peace. Peace out. Yeah. Goodbye. Later, Gator. Good afternoon. No. Good afternoon. Good Whatever night. you're listening. It's night. It's <laughs> nighttime here while we're recording. I said good night. If it's afternoon while it's you're listening, good, night. good day. Good, good day. Good day, sir. Good, good day. day, sir. Good day. Good day, sir. You have a good day. You have a good night. Hasta la vista, baby.